Hey, what's happening, guys? Chijuke here, and I'm going to give my take on the new Schoolboy Q album, Blank Face LP. So I got put on the Schoolboy Q a few years back. He's a member of the whole Top Dog Collective that includes Kendrick Lamar, J-Rock, Absol, Isaiah Rashad, SZA, and then also two newcomers as well, Lance Skywalker, who's a singer who's been doing a little bit of work. He's done some work on j-rock's album and actually does some work on this album as well uh and i think has done some background vocals and has done his stuff and released some stuff as well but uh and then kembe x i think is also signed to top dog an artist out of chicago who's been doing his thing for a few years now but yeah just uh i became a fan of q really a few years back in just listening to basically being put onto his music through knowing j-rock and kendrick and Kind of going from there, and then I ended up hearing the song Hands on the Wheel, which isn't really one of my favorite tracks by Q. I actually have a lot more tracks I like by him, but it still is a catchy track. It at least brings into essence what he at least is about in his subject matter and like his delivery and how he conveys stuff and how he does stuff. So I at least admired that about it, as well as Rocky, too. Uh, ASAP Rocky was also on the track. But the one that really got my attention off of that album was the song Nightmare on Fixed Street. And that I just, I really liked the beat of it uh, was the thing that caught me at least first, of course, that's what you get into because it's a very haunting beat. And then just his wordplay on it, I really enjoyed on that. Taking it from there, that's what made me more of a fan of Q's and go from there. And so he ended up putting out Oxymoron uh, a little over two years ago, I think now. And that was also a pretty good solid. It was his first album with Interscope, which he actually has a deal with in conjunction with Top Dog Entertainment. I thought that was actually a solid way to start it off and get it going. It was a good, solid project. There were definitely uh, tracks that I like personally off of it, at least taking it in. But uh, yeah, just going from there, I was definitely anticipating because he said uh, while promoting the album, uh, at least Oxymoron, he said that he actually has the theme for pretty much like the next few albums from there. So I was like intrigued, like, all right, what's the next one going to be about? Pretty much from there, he ends up kind of pushing it. And the first song he ends up putting out from this one is actually called Groovy Tony, which it had been teased for a while. I want to say it had been teased since like late 2015, early, early this year. Really got pushed back. Uh, at least like people wanted to know like, oh, where's this Groovy Tony? Where's this Groovy Tony? Oh, is that the name of the album? Like all that kind of stuff, right? So eventually he ended up putting out the track and the music video and that started getting a pub a little bit, and I really enjoyed that track a lot. That's definitely one of my favorite, probably Q tracks in general now. And then after that, kind of getting at least a little bit more spin and kind of at least wanting to get a little bit more spins on the records a little bit, he also ended up doing a track called That Part with Kanye West, which has also started getting a little bit of radio play and has started at least bubbling on the charts a little bit. And I've even seen footages from shows, and that's basically a party starter as well. So he has one with that for sure, at least going and rocking with that too. So it, uh, he ended up kind of getting it from there. And so not, it was a few weeks ago where he was basically, I guess how he puts it, he was trying to basically put out a theme of what he was going to do for the album and ended up dropping basically artworks for the album that ended up having like a blank face of the crying Jordan meme, a blank face of Donald Trump, uh, I think one even had a blank face of Nicki Minaj on the Anaconda single cover, stuff like that, pretty much. And so he's trying to, I think he's, by how he said it, he was just basically trying to give a scope of things that were happening in the world and what were popular and what had happened, I guess, probably in the time that he'd put out his last album. And kind of going from there, 
But uh, it ended up getting interpreted as that those were actually going to be the album covers, me included. I thought it was actually going to be it. So I thought it was actually pretty funny pulling off, but ended up putting out the actual one, which is a pretty haunting looking one, kind of puzzle piece looking a little bit. It actually it shows kind of like a kind of like a leaf in the fall. And then it has a man at the bottom right, which is actually Q in a white mask, the blank face, pretty much. So you end up finding out, of course, from there, and he ends up revealing that it's actually going to be called Blank Face LP. So he said it would also be dropping, actually soon after that, he said it would be dropping July 8th. Pretty much just going from there, I was like, all right, let's 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 give this thing a look. It starts off with the track Torch, which actually gives you an interlude, or at least a little bit, into the track Blank Face that ends up popping up later on the album with Anderson Pack then goes into it but i like what he did with it it's basically just usual cue it's really him talking about the grimy stuff but also him talking about his come up as well and the things he had also been through and what basically made him to it and really running off of that blank face mean and basically getting it however you can lord have mercy was a good follow-up as well with swiss beats who actually does a little bit of hook work on it and also produced the song as well so it's it's not a very long song it's shorter than two minutes but it's also a solid track and then I already talked about that part. So that one's, there's no like real theme to it. It's just basically being like just stunting and just basically like bragging and having that braggadocia to it. So Kanye just getting on the track and just having fun to it. That was, I thought that was a cool little spot in there too. The next track actually ends up being Groovy Tony and then also actually ends up being the addition of a track called Eddie Kane as well. I actually like this version of Groovy Tony better than the original one. He brought in Jadakiss on this one and Jadakiss spit a fire verse on this just went in and fit the theme fully on this whole thing it i thought he did a dope job on it and really fit into the whole thing and just like taken away from it though i actually would have been interested to see exactly how this would have fit into a video scope as well with these two and if they would have run with the theme a little bit more on it but eddie kane also was a a dope follow-up and it basically kind of goes back into what he was talking about a lot on even torch and like lord have mercy where he was talking about more of his family and being young and kind of running off of that as well No You're Wrong was actually, and this actually features Lance Skywalker, one of the artists that I was talking about that signed to Top Dog. That's actually like a two-parter song, and it's interesting, especially in how it starts off and really kind of taking in the full scope of what it is and kind of delving into like basically how he came up and how he did things, and really that ends up being kind of an ongoing theme on it. Ride Out with Vince Staples is just basically, that's a gang-banging song right there. Like, that's basically just a all right, we're thugged out, we're just going out and we're doing our thing type of uh, track right there. So I thought him and Vince actually went on there and did their thing, and uh, I'm proponents of both of them, so I thought it was cool. Whatever You Want, the one with Candice Pillay, was actually a solid track too. It definitely takes on that funky vibe and kind of goes with that, and at least kind of more of just like really uh, a fun track, but I also think that it also could be personified at least because he ran with this theme a little bit off of Oxymoron though with Prescription Oxymoron kind of at least personifying drugs a little bit so i don't know if he went with that fully on this one it's still of course he talks about like basically like let me at least treat you girl and like that kind of stuff at least whatever you need i got that kind of theme so it still goes from there by any means at least i didn't talk about this before but he's actually dropped two basically short movies kind of excerpts to a full movie that i know he's going to be premiering fairly soon this was actually part of the first one and it's basically kind of carrying on that theme of just like getting how you can getting how you live like just go out there and get it and 
that basically contradicts himself from the hook and says like this is basically what he's doing to get what he needs and what he's done to get what he needs and like basically reminiscing and kind of going from there dope dealer was a pretty dope track and i like the fact that he got the og 40 water on it you got e40 on this and they did their thing on it as well and i like the fact that they also brought in like part of that whole 808 mafia and just bringing in metro Boomin and also south side and uh having them do the production john Muir was uh apparently it's also the middle school i think that q went to when he was younger and it basically takes on that theme of being really introspective and really looking back and kind of taking back on it that was actually one of my favorite tracks on this whole thing and how he basically got into gangbanging and kind of went from there and how he basically became the person that he is today at least the part of that person and what molded him into that big body i'm gonna point out at least production wise this is actually produced by title the creator who's also another artist out of la god has come up into like a few way way back at least in doing his own thing but progressively he's shown himself to be improved on producing and he's definitely taken a lot of like lessons from pharrell that's his main inspiration uh taken from that uh i i know he's probably taken from kanye a little bit too though they've done their own little stuff as well and that's also somebody that he also has a lot of admiration for as well q the dog pound all basically what they end up doing on this one i thought was dope never change was uh another track that i actually appreciated a lot because it still takes in like all the stuff that's basically going on like in the hood and even in black communities around us and just basically taking in that whole scope of stuff though and just seeing like how stuff isn't really progressing as much as we want it to but still at least wanting that change and wanting to see exactly what can spark from it and really trying to be that change over time too so i at least like what he and scissor did on that straight balling that was also a pretty dope track i liked that a lot especially the beat on it exactly what it is is a stunting track taken away from that I, I i appreciated that black thoughts really caps off and helps you go into what i believe would be really the last if this were like a deluxe version uh blank face with anderson pack what i was talking about earlier would really kind of be the last track on this album but black thoughts really gives thought into the whole thing of like all the injustice that's basically taking place around us especially to people of color and especially in in this kind of thing but also seeing about how that's actually going on in our own communities as well and he actually brings it up, especially with Bloods and Crips and how basically they're rival sets and rival gangs as well. But even really got to put all that stuff to the side, especially for things that are really more important and really more pressing at this point and really come together. And he even brings up the point that Top Dog, who is the owner of Top Dog to Entertainment TD, is a blood who helped put Q on, who's a Crip. And it's just like pretty much when you're getting this money, it just it really kind of goes with that whole theme and kind of goes from there. So. I thought that was also a pretty good way to do it. Blank Face basically rounds out the project fully. It really gives you the whole scope of what's going on and, and basically gives him basically just kind of giving his bars off to end it off as well. So I like exactly what they were able to do with that. Overtime, I thought was a cool track. I know he had talked about this before. It's basically just being like, okay, they were just pushing out a single type of thing. So I thought it was cool. Apparently even, I guess Kendrick did some production on it as well i guess his production might have just been that he did background vocals especially on miguel's hook especially with justine sky coming in and actually doing her things at the very end with the bridge and what leads into it i thought that was actually pretty dope too so i i liked it so and then the song that actually ends up being on the second i guess mini part of the movie is tookie knows too uh which is a continuation of a track from habits and contradictions that was kind of short, but he actually got his homeboys, Traffic and TF, on this one. People that he actually grew up with and that he's known since he was a kid to actually kind of spit their bars off and kind of do their things. And I know TF has also been an aspiring rapper out of there. 
and then also traffic. I know, I think he just, he might be fresh off a of bed. So he's just kind of getting his feet kind of wet a little bit and rapping again and kind of getting, so he's basically looking out for the homies and just kind of going from there. I know he had his homie smack on, uh, one of the earlier tracks and really going and, uh, just kind of like basically talking his noise and kind of going from there too. So he's really looking out for his team and kind of like letting them do their thing as well in his music and kind of establish himself as well. So all in all, I thought this was a solid project. I thought this was a great continuation, especially from Oxymoron. It's definitely a really good project. I think you should give it a check. It runs pretty long, so it's definitely something. And also, like, the bars actually end up going pretty deep as well. So you really have to look into it, especially with how Q does stuff and how he layers his stuff a little bit and how he uses certain punchlines and uses certain words to at least do certain stuff as well. But I definitely recommend it. Q did his thing on it. He actually did the, the production was actually used really well. The features were actually used really well as well. Definitely recommend it, like I was saying before. But yeah, hope you enjoyed this review. All right, take care. Peace.